Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Luxury Healing, baby. <laughs> Healing means that we mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and, and go to places that make me feel good and things that resonate. Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. So when we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? <laughs> and when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support, or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. I am here. <clears throat> it's your girl, D. Scott. On this wonderful Wednesday, we are doing the Tell the True Tuesday show like we always do. So today is February the 10th, 2021, and that's what it is. So I want to do a show real quick because I would say real quick and then I end up talking to y'all for like 30 to 45 minutes. So the show is called Ghosting Valentine's Day, and I think... Valentine's Day has always been a pain in my ass. So unless I was in, like, a real, enriched, serious relationship, Valentine's Day never really made a big difference to me. My mom would always hook me up, leave things on the bed, my dad too. Um, I would always buy my mom one single red rose because I love roses. That's literally my favorite flower. If you were to ever buy me a carnation, your days are fucking numbered. So. Um, this year is a little bit different because, you know, last year was such a huge monumental year for me. I was all smitten. You know, I had that one-of-one custom art piece done by Soto down in Miami, who is uh, headlining at one of the museums down there with my same piece, but in a much, much larger fashion. I think that piece went for about $10,000, $12,000, the one that he made, which is similar to mine. So it's called, um, I think it's called, Uh, bullets and heartbreak or something like that, which I thought last year was the appropriate gift for me to have been gifted. It took, uh, the gentleman took Soto two weeks to make it. He set it out. It comes in this beautiful gun case. But what he does is he refurbishes bullets and he puts them in resin work. And so if you guys go back on my page about a year on my Instagram at 
missmiss.d.scott, you'll see this beautiful one-of-a-kind black heart with um, 22, uh, 22 bullets, basically 22 caliber bullets in it. I think there's some slugs on the side, and it's inside of a red brick. So <clears throat> that was very symbolic for me last year because the person I was with at the time, I said, it is the inevitable that you are going to do something that's going to hurt me, that you are going to break my heart, that you are going to betray me. So therefore, not so much I want my shit up front, but I need to be able to look at something to know that at one time we were okay, we were good. And I know that that sounds like I was putting bad luck on my relationship, but if y'all knew the situation, you would have done the same. And so that particular person, I no longer even speak to. That person is out of the situation. It's literally, you know, a rest in peace situation. So um, I'm never wrong. So when I start feeling like, um, like, you know, Valentine's Day when I was growing up was really the day that you found out whether you was the girlfriend, the side chick, like you really found out if you do, it was really fucking with you like that or not. Because I know a lot of bros that thought like, oh, yeah, girl, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And they got the call on the 15th, which we know is National Side Chicks Day. Which, remember, I told you, I don't really believe in side chicks, main chick, or mistress. The only thing I believe in is mistress. If you marry, you shouldn't cheat on your wife. And there's, there's you know, no such thing as a side chick. Because the side chick can turn into the main chick, quote, unquote, in y'all terms, at any fucking time. Everybody has to be on their fucking game. And so back in my day when we were dating 20, you know, 20 years ago, you know, a man gave a little bit of something to be wondered about. You know, he dated you, and then if he was seeing other people, he kind of either didn't say anything about it, but you never saw them together. You never, you know what I'm saying? Like people really handled their business back then. Nobody was taking pictures of their food. Nobody was, you know, uh, geotagging where they were at so they could be assaulted. No one was doing that back in my day. And so if you had someone that wanted to hang out with you on Valentine's Day, because ladies, a lot of you don't understand that sometimes men have too many horses in the stable. And so because he can't pick just one, right? That motherfucker will really sit at home by himself or go drinking or something like that and not fuck with none of you broads. None of you made an impression. None of you made him want to, you know, let me, you know, take her out to get something, whatever. So I know a lot of people, especially people that don't have nobody, they always want to curse Valentine's Day. I used to do this shit. You know, I used to have a fuck Valentine's Day party. But really what that is is a pity party, you know, because life goes back to high school, right? Everybody wants to be chosen for the fucking kickball tournament. Everybody wants to be chosen for the dodgeball tournament. So when you're the last man standing and not in a good way, you kind of feel some type of fucking way. So you want to curse everybody else that's in love and in happiness. So the reason Valentine's Day growing up for me was the most important is because I don't deal with men that are um, emotional in the sense of where they're verbal about it. I'm a very communicative person. I like communication. I like talking. I like all of that. 100% of the time, the men that I deal with are not talkers. They are, they're literally they're the opposite of me, which, which, you know, makes for a great relationship because it works out that way. And I often used to joke with my last situation that one of my love languages is money because a man cares about his money. He cares about things that cost him money, right? So, 
if a man is disrespecting you and he hasn't spent any money on you, you should take that L and you should leave. And it's not about being a gold digger. It's not about being any of that. You have to hit them where it upsets them. You going and sleeping with another man, that does not upset them. That's in the moment. But what you just did was you confirmed that you was the whore that he thought you were when, when, when he first got with you or that you just like everybody else. Y'all should know better than that. You know, look at Carucci. She just broke up with uh, Victor Cruz. Now, we all know. I, I could tell you the uh, the formula for a breakup. If he's out acting a nut-ass fool, she did it. If she's out acting a nut-ass fool, he did it. He did something to her. Probably somebody pregnant, something crazy. So, and remember, these are just regular people. So, she is now being seen all over the place in bathing suits and shit like that. Baby girl, you wasn't doing that two weeks ago. You really want to piss this motherfucker off? Go to Tibet. Sit on a fucking mountain, meditate in nude with some, like, mud on or some shit. Use the photo opportunity. Let, you know, hashtag shit like getting back in touch with myself. You know, shit like that. Motherfuckers, that's the first thing he's doing is looking to see, okay, did she go hang with her whore-ass friends again? Does she go? And I know that after you break up, you shouldn't care, but I don't know what kind of men that you deal with. Mine don't really be gone for too long, you know? They might be gone a month maybe two months, and, and I love it. You know why I love it? Go out there and get your face smacked into the brick. Go out there and deal with a broad that's going to put your business on front street. Go out there and deal with a broad that's going to live stream from your car, and you ain't supposed to be where you at. Go out with a broad that's going to show all your uh, drug paraphernalia and everything else that y'all doing. Go do that. Because I know that when I date people, and this was always my ideology, I don't believe in withholding when I'm in a relationship, right, a friendship or anything. I believe that I should give you your flowers while you're here. Remember I said that. I believe everybody should get their flowers while they're here, okay? Get your accolades now, okay? I believe also that if I'm in a relationship, I put 100% up front. You know why? Because when I leave, I meant what I said. I meant what I did, and there's no coming back. I'll go back with you a million times. But I'm only, I'll forgive you a million times, but I'm only going to leave once. And then when I leave, you're not, it's, it's, a, it's a done deal. I'll give you 30, 60, 90 days to yourself so you can figure out what the, where you had me fucked up at the exact point. I can send you an astrology chart that pinpoints the time and place that you had me fucked up because I never did nothing to you. See, that's the problem. A lot of people don't walk away clean from relationships, and therefore you're doomed to have to go back repeat some shit, oh, I could have did this, I could have did that, you right, let's get back and try it again. Fuck you and your mama. No. Because you know why? I told you 50, 11 times. So I was triggered this week. Um, I was doing good. I was triggered this week because I had a gentleman write in. And, I, you know, I love that y'all are writing, dear auntie. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can uh, email me at dear auntie, D-E-A-R-A-U-N-T-I-E, one two three at gmail.com and we also hit twitter this week so dear auntie is on twitter i promise y'all i'm going to devote a certain amount of time a day with either me or my assistant to get on all the websites to get on all the you know social media and do all that stuff and keep you guys updated but i was triggered this week because a gentleman wrote in to me and i'm going to actually read it for you and he says dear auntie do you think ghosting is wrong I've told this chick a million times about the same thing. I feel I shouldn't have to explain shit. He didn't say shit, but, you know, I bleeped it out um, to her anymore. He said, I'm tired of this. She's going to say it was because of Valentine's Day and I'm broke or something, but I'm not broke. She should have 
She could have had anything she wanted, but she's been on my nerves. There's nobody else. I just don't want her, and I don't want to wait till this weekend. <clears throat> he said, I don't even care if she flip out. I don't want her no more. It's to the point where her voice is aggravating to me. What should I do? He said, I'm from Buffalo. So he didn't, he didn't read his name. Okay. So I felt that because I was in a situation where I told him, like, you're hurting me. You're not giving me the time I need. You're not putting forth the effort. Because it's really not so much the time, it's the effort. I've had people that were genuinely busy in their whole life say, you know what, I'm going to devote, you know, eight hours today to go be with Denise. I'm going to take off work, not miss money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put these things on hold because I know I have not been the best man to her at this time. And I value my relationship with her, whether we're intimate or not. So I'm going to spend the day with her. I'm going to go home, get as much work as I can done, and then I'm going to go take her to dinner later on. I've had that. And that is way more important to me than the other 30 days that you fucked up. Make it up to me. Do something. And it doesn't have to be about money. Motherfucker, go build me, a, go build me something. He built me a shed or something like that. Do something that says, I took the time out to understand where I had you fucked up at, okay? But for some of you, the, the get back is not worth it, right? I don't cause these hoes no problem. I don't think I've caused none of these hoes any problems since, like, probably early 2000s. So it's been a long time since I really dragged the Negro fulfilled. And I'm not talking verbally. I'm talking about put your ass on front street, like, fuck you, this is what's going on, like, there's a lot of damage that I could have done over the years that I didn't do simply because I valued the relationship with this person. See, when I scorch the earth and just and throw salt on top of it, nothing else can grow there. There is nothing that we can do. And I'm going to bring up a situation that also was triggersome, and I'm going to tell you how I answered this gentleman. So we had an incident while writing the book about the gentleman that tried to kill me and all that other stuff. <clears throat> I could say a lot of things about that dude. I really could because that was traumatic. That changed my whole life. But what I can tell you is that what I, I don't think I was able to fully elaborate what the man did in the book. After the situation happened, you don't got to tell me twice. You don't got to try to assassinate me twice. I'm out, okay? And for about two years, never, you know, got with him, never nothing again. He would leave money in my mother's mailbox. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Little notes. Okay, um, paid my tuition for me to go to grad school at Pitt, a couple semesters. It wasn't cheap. I had no communication with him, no talking to him, no nothing. Every time I would check my mailbox, it was something in there. And then, of course, the envelopes got smaller and smaller. And, of course, I took the fucking money. I'm poor. I'm fucked up. I'm back living with my mom because I had to move out from your crazy ass. You cheating on me. You was doing all this shit, embarrassing me in the public. This was long before social media. Okay, but what I realized now, what he was doing was he was saying, this is my penance. I'm sorry. And some men don't know how to apologize with, I'm just sorry. Because a lot of times when a man tells us he's sorry, that's to benefit him. That's not to benefit you. You feel bad that you got caught because you didn't feel bad when you was eating somebody's pussy. You didn't feel bad when you was getting your dick sucked. You didn't feel bad. You didn't feel bad when you was embarrassing me. You didn't feel bad that you cut sex off from me for, you know, all that time because you were sleeping with somebody else and you were entertaining other motherfuckers, right? So you want to go entertain people, go be a fucking clown. Go do that. 
because you're not going to have me out here looking stupid. So what I realize now is when I look back at that, after, you know, 26 years, I want to say, yeah, like 25 years, I'm just now in a place where I can forgive what happened, okay? Not because anything to do with him. That's not what this is about. I don't even, couldn't even tell you where the man was. But it's about the fact that he handles the end. Somebody got to pay you every time they fuck you over. But what I'm saying is that the information that I had, the time that we had together, the, the things that we shared were important to him. And I knew a lot. That man wasn't dumb. That man was not stupid. And so a lot of y'all, the reason that a lot of y'all spots get blown up is, again, and I say this all the time, somebody stopped paying a bill or somebody got motherfucking embarrassed, okay? You cannot think, especially not with these little girls now, that you're going to try to do something to one of these little girls or start paying one little bill a month and then you're going to take it back. And especially when you're in a situation, bitch, that's suicide. Why would you do that? Pay that little girl her money and go on about your business. We said the same thing about the Dr. Dre shit. Some of y'all ain't never even been married and speaking on shit that got to do with marriage. You don't know what that bitch knows. That bitch know every dude he done fucked in the ass, all type of shit. Bitch, get that lady her money. Get that lady her money so she don't have to write the tell-all book to get her money that way. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that my pain is for sale or that I could, because I transmute every, everything anyway. I don't take nothing personal. This last situation I take personal because you literally fell off the face of the earth. And at this time, you know what I'm saying, I literally, around this time last year is when things started getting you know, hazy. They started getting weird. So obviously something happened in your personal life that you made a commitment to someone or something else, right? And instead of you just saying that, you understand what I'm saying? You kept stringing me along, right? So we don't really talk about that situation because, again, you know, may he rest in peace, may he rest well, but what I'm saying is there was an opportunity for you to just say, you know what, I'm done. It's nothing. That was a perfect ghosting situation. Nobody did nothing to nobody. Okay, um, and that's that. I'm going to go because this is not the best situation for me. Go ahead, take the money that I gave you, do what you're supposed to do with it, and I'll holler at you when it's time. That was the perfect ghosting situation, but that's not what happened. We continued talking and texting and doing all this other shit, making it more and more difficult to leave because now emotions are involved. So the answer that I sent to the gentleman, he says, I'm from Buffalo. I said, dear from Buffalo, you probably think I'm going to tell you that ghosting is wrong. It's not. If you have told a person several times about the same issue and it's not progressing, leave them alone. People respect you less and less when you don't stand on what you say. Then they say we ghosted when the reality is we just left you. That's it. We didn't feel like having the same conversation about the same things. It's pointless. If you're going to do that because of what weekend this is, tell her up front. So I'm suggesting that he tells her before she thinks she's going somewhere this weekend, okay? I said, this way it doesn't lend to a story that you were cheating or that you were fiscally irresponsible. When you tell her it's not working, stand on it. Block her number, remove her from all media, change the locks and anything else she may have access to because it will get torn up. I said, you don't want to let her be with someone else. And that's a difficult for a lot of men to swallow. It's like, okay, I don't want her. Because I've had a man say, I can't fuck with you because you're nuts. But I don't want nobody else to fuck with you either. 
Because when we good, we good. That's selfish. Okay? Let her go. Give her back to the streets. Give her back to the suburbs, wherever y'all live at. Okay? I said, let her be with someone else. I said, I commend you. Because a lot of men would have kept her and just cheated. And I said, if it's to the point where her voice is aggravating you, it's time to go. So that's typically where the abuse starts. Like motherfuckers just start throwing shit at you and smack you in your face because they're tired of your voice. And I'm not saying it's right because it's wrong. Motherfuckers, you know, that's definitely wrong. But what I'm saying is I, I understand, like, the sound of their voice. Here you go, lying again. Everything out your fucking mouth is a lie. That's how aggravated I've been with some of these hoes, male hoes. So I said, um, a lot of men would have kept her and just cheated. If it's to the point where her voice is aggravating you, it's time to go. Peace is more important than a peace. Basically, a piece of ass, okay? I said, don't jump into anything either because that's the thing people wait for. They have a hard time believing that you're not with anybody and still don't want them. Let her be the perfect match for somebody else because clearly it's not you. And that hurts. You know, it does. But here's the thing. It's almost like I felt this man's pain. Like, he's just like, I can't stand this fucking broad. You understand what I'm saying? And I just don't want to be with her no more. That type of aggravation is the type of shit that makes me not talk to people anymore because I'm not going to explain anything else to you. I told you. It's really if I tell you more than once, bitch, you on notice. You want, you got a shut-off notice hanging on your door because just as easily as I can love you on Monday, that shit could go away by Friday. When you don't water your plants, they don't grow, and that's just that on that. You know, if you don't water a relationship, they don't grow. And so, like I said, I've had second-party embarrassment quite recently where I'm just sitting there like, this motherfucker really – you know, just thinking about some shit in the past, like, this motherfucker really didn't do X, Y, and Z for, like, eight, nine months, told me that I should do this, 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 and this, and I really sat here and waited on this fucking clown, Poon, this fool, right? And so I internalized that anger within myself to say, okay, we're not doing that anymore, so I'm going to mourn, you know, his death, I'm going to mourn everything that happened prior to his death, and then I'm going to move the fuck on. Like, this shit never happened. Thank you for the time. Thank you for the dick. Thank you for, you know, whatever it is that we shared. But it was fraudulent. It was not real. Okay? You lie. You fuck, oh, you know, you know, guys always give you that. I didn't lie. I never, I never lied. Yeah, you did. When you tell people that you love them and then you don't stand on it and you don't show it, you fucking lied. And, yes, I answer this question all the time with dear auntie. You can love more than one person at the same time. It's all different kinds of love. So, again, if you can't listen, I'm used to motherfuckers willing to risk their freedom just to fucking come say hello to me, just to say I'm sorry, or just to say I just wanted to hear your voice. So my comparison level to how men treat me is just I feel bad for y'all. Because either you're going to be honest and you're going to be single and you're going to be available up front, or I'm going to end up leaving the situation because when I want my time, I want my time. Look, I'm busy too. I'm busy too. Okay, but I can cry. You know, it's funny because I said to myself, well, if I saw somebody every other week, that would be straight. Because I really, I just, I don't have time. And I thought about it. I was like, every other week is only twice a month. What the hell kind of relationship is that? And then I had to really sit down and say, like, Denise, like, you can't be in a relationship right now because you literally don't have the time. And I know that people think, like, oh, that's not true. You can make the time. I really can't. Like, right now I'm spending time here. 
I have to go home, cook dinner, go to the Korean market with my son so that we can get stuff because we want to make ramen, real ramen for dinner. Then I have to go to work. Like, you understand what I'm saying? I have a reading tomorrow. I have a lunch meeting on Friday. I just, I don't have the time, really. Um, And I can make the time for people that I want to be around, but at some point something has to change. So I'm in the process now of streamlining shit so that I do have time to go out and date. And I'm going to tell you something else. Don't be mad. They might not be black. I'm sick of y'all. I'm sick of y'all. When I dated solely Hispanic men when I was younger, I didn't have these types of issues. I've never dated a white man. That has never happened because, you know, I'm scared of them because they make up 92% of the serious color population. And then especially what just happened with the Seattle Seahawks, but I wish a motherfucker would tell me, you know, that he knocked me out. He thought I was dead. Nate Dinner sitting next to me. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Seattle Seahawks player, big burly white man, beat up his um, very beautiful and black girlfriend and didn't serve any time until the Internet started dragging him and saying, had it been, you know, one of us, they would have been up underneath the jail. And the part that really took me out was the part that he said he beat her damn near to death because she wouldn't bow to him. Like, what type of slave games is that? And so what I'm saying is, is that if you see me with what y'all call an exotic, mind your goddamn business because I'm just, it's so unfortunate. And people say, oh, you're dating in the wrong circles. No, 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 no. I've dated in a triangle. I've dated in a circle. I've dated in a square, a rectangle, a fucking rhombus. I've dated in the country, out the country, dated, not fucked. Y'all motherfuckers are exhausting. And then you bring nothing to the table but bad energy, lies, and fucking debt, karmic debt that you you promised me the world that you promised the last bitch, okay? So ghosting on Valentine's Day, did they really ghost you or did you just get left because people get sick of your shit? I don't care if it's Christmas, okay? I, I don't care if it's Christmas and you got to get cussed out. What am I going to say face for? Jesus wasn't born on this day. For what? What was the reason? Okay. You guys have to learn to cut shit off. And I commend anybody that can say, like, and stand on what the fuck he said as a man, like, look, you know, I love you or, you know, this is, is, is not working. I'm going to let you go. There is no harsher feeling than a motherfucker saying, I have to let you go because this is not working and I don't fuck with you no more like that. I don't. Do you feel me? Like, I don't, I'm not feeling you no more. I'm not feeling this no more. Not, so, so here's, the, here's where the difference and the distinction comes in. Not, I'm not fucking with you this week because you're getting on my nerves, so I'm going to go get my dick sucked and get whatever else I want done, and I'm going to go get loved on by my girlfriend that's been tolerant of me for 100 years and, you know, probably doesn't care about me, but just, you know, we're, we're tolerant of each other because that's all I know because I'm too stupid to go out and make a life of my own. I don't want to hear nothing about that. I don't want to hear about your tolerance this week on Valentine's Day. And ladies and gentlemen, Listen, that's so cute because make no mistake, I'm going to be making my videos about my Valentine's Day, whatever. I don't even have one, actually. But what I'm saying is somebody's son going to come forward with something. Like, that's just the reality of it. But what I'm saying is is that um, when you guys are making these videos, please don't, don't look at other people's videos and say, like, oh, wow, this is gold. You don't know what that girl had to put up with to get the bowl on top of the Maybach truck. 
You don't know what that dude had to go through to get the fucking, you know, photo shoot she did in the bathtub with all the candy. You don't know what that female had to go through for him to fly her to Paris, France and shit and propose. And, man, I'm going to put you, D, to some, some legal shit. Anytime you give an engagement uh, present or you have an engagement on a holiday, it is considered a gift. If y'all shit don't work out, she gets to keep the ring, my guy. And that's in most states. You're going to have a hard time. Because remember, if it's a gift, you gave it. So try doing it the week before, the week after, a month later. If you're getting engaged on holidays, make sure that that is who you want to be your forever person. You understand what I'm saying? Because you are literally going to have a hell of a time trying to get that ring back that you bought her. Ladies, stop buying yourself fucking engagement rings. Okay? Stop doing that. I don't give a fuck if he couldn't get the credit in his name and all this other shit. Okay? Look, see? Phone blowing up right now. Like, bitch, what you mean you ain't got no guy? <laughs> um, stop putting rings in your name. Okay? We laugh at Africa and say, like, oh, you know, talk about Africa is a poor country. And this uh, girl, I think she's from Uganda, was saying yesterday, she said, how dare you Americans call us poor when everything we do, we buy cash. Okay? She said, you see an African with a cell phone, he paid cash. You see an African, you know, you see an African in a house, he paid cash. And I know that in your mind, because she was like, if we don't pay cash, that means we couldn't afford it. Okay, if your man, that's the whole purpose, and I told y'all this before, of the two-month salary. The two-month salary was not, you know, and and some of y'all cheap bastards, you know, are like, well, I got to be two months. Motherfucker, if you got to get her diamond dust, just fucking say that. Damn. Okay, if he doesn't have the credit to get you something, are we sure we want to marry this motherfucker and he don't don't have no motherfucking credit? Are we sure that's, that's what we're trying to do? Okay. He can't go get you two months worth of salary, so let's say um, he makes $4,000 a month. Yes, your ring is supposed to be eight grand, and I'm going to tell you why. And I've said this a million fucking times before. Back in the 1920s and 30s, when the Great Depression started setting in and our ancestors had to go and work on the West Coast or in the gold mining or they had to go south to work crops and things like that, and I'm not talking about slavery. I'm talking about, you know, people that migrated here and things like that, um, and especially the Jews, because the Jews are who own a large portion of the jewelry stores, you know, the diamonds, because they weren't allowed to own land. So what did they do? They had possessions, okay? You couldn't so, – so the men would go to the West Coast or they would go down south to work. They would try to get home as much as they can, as much as they could, right, in the event that they were unable to make it home or to find work or, or financial stability in order to bring their family to the West Coast to settle, okay? The engagement ring, which was two, two months' salary, and then as, the, you know, inflation hit 60s and 70s, it went up to two-and-a-half-month salary, it's because if you had to pawn that ring, you would be able to feed your family for two months in the absence of your husband. That is after all financial avenues and channels had been exhausted. You canned all your, your canned goods and you went through all that. You killed your sheep and your goat and your, and your, your, your cow. That's really where the two-month salary came from. And that was told to me by my Gigi, my great-great-great-grandmother, my okay? That's why diamonds back then 
were, you know, you had the VVS clarity. So you might have seen some old raggy ass lady walking down the street, but she got a little nugget on her hand. Okay, but some of you right now in this industry, you don't even care about the color cut and clarity of the diamond because you don't give a fuck about your relationship. You'll go get a bitch. You you women are really out here settling for these diamond dust, big-ass, Liberace-looking rings. It's called the invisible setting. Look, if you like it, I love it. But here's the thing. That holds no motherfucking weight. When your man go to jail, so let's look at it like this. You're supposed to buy her proper jewelry so that if your motherfucking ass goes to jail or something happens to you and you are unable to support your family, she could take it back to Brian Michaels or wherever the fuck she bought it from and get a decent amount of money to take care of your family, to take care of your house. You motherfuckers go in there and don't ask them to pull the loop out. You just see it. It looked nice. It was 7000 Now when you go to sell a bag, it's only worth 1500 Where they do that at? And it's not because it's Brian Michael. There's all kinds of jewelers. My jeweler is actually in Pittsburgh, Frost and Company. I have them custom make anything that I'm going to wear for a long period of time. That's who custom makes it. You know why? I picked out the setting. I picked out the, the material. I picked out the diamonds. So this way I have one person to blame and say, you told me. I get the paperwork. I get it appraised. I get all that shit. And you ladies need to start learning how to appraise your shit. Okay? We had the one girl... Uh, that was got bamboozled by the dude out on the West Coast, didn't even know her ring was fake. And, again, it's not about it being fake. Babe, if we're going to do fake, just get me a band. I don't, I don't want to – listen, here's another fun fact a lot of y'all don't know. When my husband proposed to me, he didn't even have a ring. We woke up. It was my birthday weekend, and he was like, let's do it in, like, three weeks. We planned a wedding in three weeks. No, I was not – fucking knocked up, you know, knowledgeably, there was nothing like that. It was just, this is how it works. He's Dominican. There's no, you go pick out the ring together in Spanish culture, most times. So we went down to the jeweler, picked it out. My first wedding ring was a band. It was a bezel set diamond band. I think it was maybe $600, okay? Now, after my son was born, like a year later, whatever, whatever, yeah, I got nine carrots, fish and cut. I did. Okay, but that was after we found a place to live and we had a car and we struggled in the beginning, you know, because he went from being a coach to wanting to go back and be, you know, more on the field and so on and so forth. But again, we was broke. Okay, so I just loved him. So it didn't matter to me what kind of ring he bought me. We were married. Okay, so when you're not worrying about all that financial extra shit to prove to other motherfucking people, you can just get along in life better. And that goes back to the, the name of this fucking show. Stay in your fucking lane. If you don't have nine carat money, bitch, don't finance it. If she's unhappy with the little setting that you was able to get her, but it's a good quality ring and, she, you know, you picked it out, this, this, and this, it's not about being the biggest thing. That diamond can be shitty and, and, and no clarity at all. And now you out here with a piece of shit ass song, with a piece of shit ass man, it's not worth it, Okay. And when I look at my sculpture, again, I have the certification. It's a one-of-one. Nobody else in the fucking world. He will never duplicate that sculpture again. And it's funny because people get on his page and try it. You guys aren't following him. It's um, Soto, S-O-T-O. He did some stuff for Benny the Butcher and them uh, in Buffalo recently, not that long ago, which is amazing because, like, what are the odds, right? But if you guys can't 
maintain these lifestyles that you're putting on the internet, don't put that on the internet to make, because some of y'all bitches do that shit. You put it on the internet to make the other bitches he's fucking with feel bad. Some bitches don't feel bad because they don't get their presents the next day. And nine out of ten times, the bitch that he's fucking with on the side gets treated better than the one in the house. You know why? Because the one in the house ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. You're too scared. Me, I'll let you motherfuckers fly free like doves at a wedding. You can all go. Bye. Okay? And I stand on that because if I'm not happy, just like the gentleman in that in that email, I felt it. Like, well, he was just like, I'm sick of this bitch. A lot of you unhealthy broads are going to start seeing that a lot of men are coming to terms with the fact that mental terrorism is real. And I'm not even going to get into the Malcolm and Marie movie. Y'all know I loved it. Uh, cinema, you know, the cinematography was beautiful. Um, it was shot in a home out on the West Coast with just the director, his wife, uh, Malcolm. Uh, that's actually Denzel's son and Zendaya and then the crew. Amazing film. A lot of y'all thought it was toxic, but a lot of y'all don't realize your grandmothers were Marie's coming in the house, making mac and cheese for a motherfucker that was ungrateful than a, than a bitch at, at a family dinner or at a function. And they came home and not one time in that argument, anybody threatened to leave. Did anybody not say they didn't love each other? And that's the part that y'all missed. So toxic it may have been, but I have been a mental terrorist and been verbally an assassin like that many times. Not a bathtub scene in Malcolm and Marie, which is out on Netflix right now. Nah, he got his eyes cat scratched out like it would have been blood everywhere. Not one time did anybody call the police. Not one time did they break any dishes in that house. I would love to learn how to have an effective, you know, argument like that while reading my mate for filth, but understanding that no one is going anywhere. And so for a lot of us, that is what love looks like. And then sometimes people get tired of that. And I'm especially speaking to you women because we get to a place as women where we're like, oh, he ain't going nowhere. Oh, honey, the minute that you say that out into the universe is the minute that he has went somewhere. The minute that you think, you know, my man, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do to this bitch. She ain't going nowhere. That's the minute that you just lost your bitch. You people, you know, I tell people all the time, things that get taken for granted get taken. Okay, so, and y'all know me, I could be single this week and be damn near planning a wedding next week. This is just the story of my life because I lead with my heart. I lead with my emotions. My brain plays a part into it because, of course, let's, you know, sit down, look at financials, look at what we need to do. But for the most part, if it doesn't make sense, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. If I can't love you effectively the way that I want to love you and love you freely the way that I, you know, know that you need to be loved, for what reason am I here? You're not going to fucking play with me on Tuesdays and Thursdays and I'm constantly coming to see you. You never come see me. I'm constantly bending to you. Everything that bends eventually breaks, even a rubber band, even elastic. At some point when it gets worn out and when it gets tired, it breaks now. I believe because somebody doesn't spend Valentine's Day with you, that doesn't mean they don't love you. It doesn't mean that you are not a contender. It means they're dating. That that is what we're all supposed to be doing is dating to find the person that we like, especially over the age of 35. You know, we're dating to find the person that we like the most is the least garbage of all the rest. And that's who we want to, you know, build another life with. So for me, it's not, you know, oh, I'm, I'm trying to build an empire. Bitch, I have an empire. I have four or five of them. What do you bring? What do you have? It's not even about bringing to the table. What are you bringing to the yard? Where's your property? What can we do? Can we leverage anything? Do we? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't 
want to be in a situation where I feel like I'm being tolerated. You know what a motherfucker I love, you know, Mo. And it usually starts with the, with the don't touch me. That's where it starts. If I can't touch you, then how am I to show you love? And I mean a hug, a kiss, a, you know, a nuzzle, a cuddle. You know, I'm sensitive too, you know. But I want y'all to understand because I don't want y'all to get upset after this weekend. But y'all bitches need to slow down because we're all going to see the same thing. We're going to see the rose petals down the hallway. We're going to see them cheap-ass tea lights from the dollar store. We're going to see that he ran you a bath in the bathroom. And I'm not saying don't showcase it. But what I'm saying is don't do it for the soul. Do it because you're trying to big up your man for doing such a thing. Don't do it because you're trying to show other bitches that you got him like that. Because guess what he's going to do? The next thing you know, you're going to be spying on this bitch's page. She got a whole fucking bag at necklace because that's what she required. You required rose petals in the bathtub. You see how fucking stupid you look now? But she has an asset now. She can move forward in life with whether your dude fucking speaks to her ever again or not. Stop doing shit. If I post something, I posted it either I bought it or I'm proud of the person who did buy it and I'm excited. Like last year, hands down, that's one of the best Valentine's Day ever. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think, no, I didn't even see him that whole week. But he's not dumb. You see, he knew he was he was prepaying for the, the you know, the absence of time. He was prepaying for that. You see what I'm saying? We know that now, okay? But I think a one-of-one sculpture was a prepayment, and then there was never another gift again, not a birthday, not a Christmas, not nothing. So what does that tell us? This motherfucker is not feeling you. Leave this man the fuck alone, okay? His death was, you know, a situation for me where I'm just like, I have to mourn this man, and I didn't even get to explain how painful it was to leave in the first place. Okay, so make sure if you're going to go somebody on Valentine's Day, you stand on that shit. Because if you end up going back to the person a week later, two weeks later, the pain is there. And now you spend the rest of the fucking year trying to make up on a birthday and buying bitches Easter dresses and shit like that. Valentine's Day was never about the money. Valentine's Day is, is fictitious holiday anyway. It's, for me, I always remember the massacre. Um Valentine's Day is supposed to be a day with gangsters. This is how I feel about it. When gangsters that are not verbal with how they love or how they feel about you, they get this one day, they get 24 hours that they can be all that they can fucking be. Hey, you know I love you. Go check the kitchen counter. You know, hey, you know I love you. Check in front of your apartment door. Check on your porch at your house or, you know, check inside the car. You know what I'm saying? It's one day that, that real G's can, can show love that maybe perhaps throughout the rest of the year they couldn't show love because that's just that's not in their DNA. That's not who they are. So I want you guys to understand that. And, if, you know, and also, ladies, stop fucking giving these men cheap-ass gifts, bitch. You got an imagination. I'm tired of seeing y'all put your face on this motherfucker's underwear, and you know goddamn well he's going to go over some other bitch's house with unwashed penis with your face on his drawers, and they're going to fucking laugh at you. Do better. Lovato got some shit out. Soto has some shit out. Get the motherfucker some art. That's where I'm at right now. Go buy your man some art. Bellelis, B-I-L-L-E-L-I-S, has an incredible skull collection like of paintings of skulls, you know, Soto, S-O-T-O, he has all types of shit. Yes, he has a necklace that I wanted. It's a heart with a bullet in the middle. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a little bit uh, of a projection. I'm not sure that I want it because the connotation associated with that, y'all know motherfuckers are trying to kill my ass in the end. But um, stop being cheap. 
if your man is, it's not just the man's job to show love. If you're the type of broad that you, you know, you, you know, you got a little problem, a little lump in your throat like I used to, but do something else. Pussy is not a gift. Yes, he's going to accept it. Lingerie is not a gift. Okay, yes, men are supposed to be providers and protectors and things like that, but let's be clear, men are just like big babies. They want to be loved on too. They want to open gifts. Even if they say they don't, they want to see some custom shit. Me, I've done custom cigar holders so that even if, because I'm a mental terrorist. The shit that I buy men, they're not throwing in the garbage. That means I get to live for free in your house forever, and remember that. So, guys, just make sure that you're not in your feelings this weekend and you starting and stopping relationships. Congratulations to all the bitches that got upgraded from, you know, the dating pool and he decided that he chose you for Valentine's Day. But um, remember, if you're not the first choice, you're just an option. Oh, God. 